When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Okay, let's get going here. I want to get started by picking up where we left off last week, because we left off last week in a chaotic situation, a controversy. Uh, and it was that uh, there was gross malfeasance on the podcast episode. Yeah, you were inappropriate with an employee and you asked them inappropriate questions when they had to miss work. Like what? What was the inappropriate question? Jeremy, <laughs> help us out here at a place at a respectable place of business. Uh-huh. If you happen to ha- if you happen to have a sick day and you're like, I can't make it today. I'm using one of my whatever. Right. Like, are, are they ever going to be like? What's going on? Why are you? What's what's? Why can't you do it? Why can't okay. you be here? Big difference. I, it's something I would uh, I, that I would hope is not asked of me. Zagaki. Right. Big difference, Christopher. And guess what, Jeremy? And guess what? Last week it was asked of me, Dad. I'm kidding. I'm not going to attack you here. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It was not a sick day, kid. <laughs> Look, okay. I'm sorry, Dad. I apologize for not being here last week. I went to the Dolphins game. I texted you at some point late in the afternoon. Can't make it, and you know. That's it. I, I apologize. Okay. Like we all. Why couldn't you though? See, look at that, Jeremy. Look how inappropriate <laughs> he is. No, it isn't. Feeling a little sick. <laughs> it isn't inappropriate. Greg, Greg, Greg let, let me jump in. When last week, when I said most of the time I don't ask because really, like you're not going to be here either way. Right. Most of the time, the people will just tell you. And I mean, sometimes they're lying. Sometimes they're not. My my folks that I have on my current team, they don't lie. They're I've got a really really solid team. But yeah, I mean, like <laughs> most of the time, they'll just volunteer. So you don't I'm even not have lying to ask. right now because but, I haven't said it. Right. But I, but I've also like just gotten to the point like I won't ask unless I hear like it sounds like there's like trouble like, hey, are you OK? You know, I might yeah. you know, not just emotion and rage. And uh, now but I do wonder about the father, the, the, the dynamic between father and employer in this oh, scenario. I abused the shit out of that last week for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you. Like, that's what I know. Okay. It's not confusing. It's like, hey, cover for me instead of going on air and b- blasting me like. <laughs> Okay, like at, like to Yeti's point in last week's episode, it dev- it never happens. It ha- and I'm not saying I've never missed before, but like where mm-hmm. I just like don't give a reason or like have no. So it's like get, cut me some slack, dude. Like don't you yeah. don't have to go on air and bash me as a person. Yeah, I'm. Uh, first of all, I didn't bash you as a person. Uh, I bashed you as an executive producer who had shirked his duty, um, right. which is the difference. I mean, you know. But here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I'm not a big uh, slack cutter. When somebody does wrong, I will call them out on it, as I expect to be called out when I do wrong. Oh, do and in this case, that? you expect that. Okay, you? Listen, I would. Okay. Yeah, get in here, Jeremy, please. Right. I would potentially beg to differ on that point slightly. I, yes. I, I appreciate the rest of where you're going, Greg. I, I do. I want to hear it. Well, truly transparent here. It was Levitard himself who brokered this peace between Christopher and I. Right. And, and he gets us out 
I, that, the, I didn't care. I, I, you were the one, like, all upset. I cared a lot. And by the way, and way to be able to turn it on for the Levitard show and not, like, let everything going on, like, just seep into your work and everyone be this like, is why? This is news to me. This is, Jer- I, this is the first time hearing this, Jeremy. I had no idea. I had no idea. No, because throughout the show, Dan was just like, Greg, like, are you okay? I wasn't okay. You carried this into Tuesday, Greg? Oh, he carried it in and he, like, was just mopey the entire show. Oh, okay. that's a Greg thing, though. I get that way. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I, I am one of the most stubborn people you will ever want to meet. I love that we've turned this on my dad. I am a grudge carrier. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a separate trunk in my attic that holds grudges. There's nothing in the trunk. <laughs> I don't want to see this yeah. trunk. <laughs> and, I, and I'm stubborn just like you, and I was feeling just as frustrated with you as you were with me. But guess what? That was Batman Day. I'd still turn it the bleep on because I'm professional and you don't get no one on the show had any clue that I was having an issue or a little argument with my dad wow. because I don't bring that stuff into the show. Because you didn't give a shit. It right. didn't matter to you. That's why, that's why you didn't show dad, it. I'm just saying you could have faked it a little better that day. Okay. Greg's don't All fake right. things very well either. Hey, hey, Thank now. You. Okay. I want to have a quick, <laughs> I want to have a quick reset here because first of all, Jeremy Taché is with us today, and yes. thank you, Jeremy, for being here. I know we're uh, talking about crazy stuff that ended the last episode, and in case people weren't listening to the last episode, uh, I got on Christopher because he went AWOL and did not appear. It. Yeah, I think they got it. Yeah, Okay, yeah. they got that. Okay, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to pick, pick up on that a little bit by saying that Levitard brokered the peace between you and I and uh, by getting us out and, and having us talk about it in his presence, and, and you pressured did apologize to me so i appreciate that, I, that. that do you <laughs> want me to read my god do you want me to read the text that i sent you sunday night the last thing we spoke can i read i read it to you the other day it, it said i'm sorry i don't like to record after dolphins games i will communicate that better last time that is the verbatim my t- yeah. is that not an apology no no, it really isn't. I said, I'm sorry. That was like the okay. first two words in the entire. Greg, Greg, there's apology and ownership in that. I will say like, yeah. like, hey, I, I, I don't like recording after I go to Dolphins games and I need to do better with that next time. That shows the opportunity for him to do better next time. That's that's okay. that's all I would ask for any of my folks. Granted, was that after my mom texted me privately, bombarded me to apologize to him? Yes, but I did send that text. Okay, that's because she realizes how depressed I was. Right, because she babies you when you're sulking around the house, just like Christopher. Baby. (laughs) Okay, listen. uh, I want to. We're we're going to get off this tangent in a second, but I want to say one last thing. Jeremy's here to sing show tunes. This is amazing for some godforsaken reason. Let's go to that right now. Greg, no, for I, weeks. I have to say one more thing. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I, I know it's my podcast. I have to say one more thing. Hopefully you say a couple more things. We still have like 40 minutes. All right, Christopher, <laughs> the, the thing you don't realize about what happened last week is that we missed out on so much. Like in the context of this you show. You said Monday we're having our best downloads in like a, a month. In the, in the context of this show, a show that likes to have fun. How great would it have been if we got a totally drunk Chris Cody yeah. who had just witnessed a 70-point game. Maybe he's doing something live from a from a raucous bar afterward. You could not have given anything that would not have been great except what you gave us, which was nothing. Right. That's fair. So, that employee took a sick day. Sounds like a HIPAA violation. There's, <laughs> there's no doubt that I 
had a great time and would have been fantastic if I called in. Like we can all. Thank you. Can you imagine getting an entire bar screaming Datter Day? That is oh, true. Yeah. There you go. Datter Day. Oh God, that'd be great. Okay, this guy Jeremy is multi-talented. Thanks. I mean, one of the reasons we have him on it's not just because he's on the Levitard show. Believe me, I learned things about Jeremy that I didn't know uh, within one city block walking from the studio to Brightline uh, a few, a, a blocks, few weeks ago. I liked it. Uh, nice okay. But, you know, I, 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 like, I like one city block. Unnecessary. Exactly. One city block. It, it evokes, you know, sort of a cinematic. <laughs> he was telling uh, a good story visual. until he interrupted. Yeah, him. I know. Yeah, that that's what Christopher does on the podcast. <laughs> I learned two things about Jeremy that I didn't know. Number one was that he was not only a base, a high school baseball player, but he was a star pitcher for his team. Now, I'm going to say something, Jeremy, that I honestly don't mean uh it, facetiously i mean it uh, as a neutral comment not a criticism oh boy i would have pegged you for the the head of the science class or oh, something wow. more cerebral <laughs> more than athletic i was no i uh, get it yeah. i don't get it i would Greg, he did a, go to journalism I, Jerry, camp. he's a normal athletic looking guy no maybe but i get I've it seen him, maybe i just i knew you're a baseball player that's why right we've talked about baseball enough and you knew that i played literally for your same high school yeah. baseball coach right but so i we've, didn't until that day exactly and so like i can understand that especially i um <laughs> i try my best to be as articulate as I can at all times. And I focus on the words that I say and I choose them carefully. And as a result, uh, I have some Chris Whittingham qualities to me. Yeah. And I do that I, good too. I do that good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and so Superman and, does yeah. good. You do it well. Yeah. And so, we, and so we, um, I think because I also have sort of filled a little bit of that void in, uh, that Lebetard show universe ever so slightly. It's an impossible <laughs> void to fill. I mean, who who is Chris Whittingham? You've started saying chaps a lot. It's I, weird. Yeah, right. It's weird. Just around the office. Um, He's looking but, for his chaps, so that's all it is. Chaps! Yeah, right. Where are my chaps? Yeah. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy, you do have um, less than Whittingham, obviously, but you do have a nerd quality in you, which again, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, is a, a neutral comment. And then Maybe you. Even a, and then thank you. And then yeah. Witty catches, Witty catches str- the stray. stray of just like obviously <laughs> so than way less than Whittingham. Well, come on, it's Whittingham. Come on, you know the guy speaks wearing a bow tie, even if he doesn't. Shut <laughs> your mouth and don't talk about my friend Chris Whittingham like that. Can I also say? Can I also say, even with that said, that I was someone for what it's worth who in uh, college constantly, if given the opportunity to wear a tie, it was indeed a bow tie. Oh, so excellent, yeah. perfect. Yeah, okay. it, it my fits dad, into what you're saying. Yeah, maybe you were right, Dad. Maybe you were right. Okay, now spend yeah. spend thirty seconds telling people how great a high school baseball player you were, and then I want to talk to you about what I really want to talk to you about. Jesus, Christ. sure, I I love that. So relive the glory days. Uh, I was <laughs> I was pretty good. Um, I was a first team all county <laughs> pitcher in Broward County, uh, oh. which in South Florida uh, is a pretty good county for baseball. Um, alongside the likes of Tuki Toussaint and Sean Anderson, who both ended up in the major leagues, they were both six foot three six foot four monsters who threw 90 something miles an hour i was me a five foot nine a hundred and at the time 140 pound soaking wet jewish kid throwing about 80 miles an hour uh but i went nine and oh with a 1.15 vra that season hey, and wow. it was super fun and we were great and then jesus lazardo ended my high school career 
Uh, <laughs> he was on the mound as a true freshman uh, in high school. He was and you were like, I'm going to shut out this punk. This punk and I thought we were going to dominate. And then I gave up. Two, I gave up two home runs. And he, wait, you just said <laughs> you just referred to him as a high school true freshman. I love the idea of red shirting. I did. I said true freshman. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, there are kids that do that. They hold the hold back a year. That is true. Yeah, but he, so he was 14 years old, and I thought we were going to win. I was hurt going to the game. It's a whole thing. It's a whole long, drawn out story. It doesn't matter. He won. I lost. That was the end of my high school career. But I loved playing, and then I played club baseball in college because. I wasn't good enough to play Division One baseball. So, I want to know yeah. the game that brought the biggest like post inning strikeout off the mound. Ah! <laughs> oh, I can I <laughs> like can tell district, you like a district strikeout game or something. Yeah, yeah. So we um, was there beef here? Was there almost a brawl here? Was there almost a brawl in this? Yeah. So there's like a season long arc if you want it. So okay. uh, West Broward was one of our our bigger rivals. Um, they were a brand new school when I was in high school. And so it was like kids that should have gone to Cyprus were now going to West Broward. Uh, um, and so kids. Yeah, it was like and it wasn't, you know, it was it was a weird dynamic where a lot of kids would play travel ball against each other for years and years and years. Yeah. And so going into the season, Flanagan High School is the obvious best oh, program. Yeah. But West Broward considered themselves the obvious number two. And we were considered, you know, maybe going to make the playoffs surrounded by Everglades. Uh, who were coached by Odeby McDowell at the time and Western High School. Wow, I like it. Former MacArthur High School uh, star. We don't need every mm -hmm. team in the district, Jeremy. You can no, 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 no. It matters. Okay. It matters. He's got his Yeti hat on. <laughs> it matters. I'm telling the story. So, so, nonetheless, we were surrounded by these other teams at the bottom of the district. And we, right at the beginning of the year, upset at West Broward. Big win at home. All right. And they're furious at the end of the game. And there was yes. there was a hit by pitch at the end of the game. And it was it was a whole thing. No brawl, but animosity going into game two. Game two, I and this ties into what I know Greg wants to go to next was at a musical theater competition, a state <laughs> musical theater competition in Tampa. And I competed in the morning at 1045 a.m. Wow. And then my dad drove me from Tampa down to South Florida, where I started a game on their field at 330 p.m. When wow. I was warming up in the bullpen, their coach turned on the sprinklers to f with me. Oh, wow. And I was pissed. And then I threw a shutout on their field Ugh. and then drove back up to the musical theater competition. Wow. And so then in the playoffs, we were the two seed. They were the three seed. And I threw a complete game shutout against them in the playoffs as well to advance uh, to, the, to the next round. And that was like the greatest feeling of my high school life. Like so we all celebrated it in a way that was like, so so special i want to know that i could paint this picture a little more clear for me the the timeline when are you performing in the morning in orlando 10 so or i'm in wherever, tampa. Where, yeah, tampa i'm in tampa and we performed at 10 45 a.m a.m so in the car by 11 15 11 30 by 11 okay and we're speeding through, i mean flying through and the, the game's highway three o'clock games at 3 30 3 30 and you're just showing up like you're what a historic two! What what a, what a historic day by Jeremy. I mean, legit showed up in my uniform already. Went and threw a bullpen fifteen minutes before the game started, and then threw shut out. So, did you win the singing competitions? Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, <laughs> of course he did. I did. Of course you did. I mean, I'm not saying I could do it now. I'm now 28. It, a lot of wear and tear on these vocals by talking too much all the time and not taking care of my voice, babies! yelling, 
<laughs> you can see that this crowd here is hoisting babies into the air. Okay, so uh, when I referred to you as multi-talented, I was referring to exactly that, the, the idea of baseball and music. And I wonder if the world's ever collided, ever mixed up. Was there ever a situation where after a big win in baseball in the post-game shower, you find yourself rehearsing a show tune? Or something like shower. that. Uh, no, yeah, I like no, that. No. I painting the the picture of like a 1980s football movie where sure. everybody what? still takes like a post game shower. Yeah, like that they don't do school. that anymore. What yeah, do I know? I've never well, so, showered. You so thought I showered, we, Dad, with other high school guys? I don't. I'm on a bowling team. I don't shower with my bowling teammates, but uh, that you know, in baseball, <laughs> don't, don't baseball players still shower together? I don't even know. I mean, probably no. maybe pro ones, but not even. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, either way, uh, okay. not yeah, necessarily we get in, here? in the post-game shower. Greg's but just it, trying to think of Jeremy naked. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. Look, it's, 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 it's like it's like Stu Gatz with 10 Day Tony. I, I understand, Greg. I get it. Uh, but when, when we're when we're talking about any sort of link between the two. Oh, hell yes. I did. I mean, other than that one day where both happened at the same time, um, I did have a funny scenario of I, I did not tell um my team that i was doing theater as a senior um and so they didn't know i was in the class or going to be in like the musical uh that year and it was legally blonde the musical oh great um and so uh we were doing previews of the musical like the week before and they invited classes to like come see the show during the day when we were uh when we were rehearsing it so we could just do specific numbers to perform in front of people before we actually perform the show. And uh, there was a PE class that coach white was the PE class teacher for. And so it was all baseball kids and they went to go see the preview of the show. And so the first time that the majority of them found out that I was doing any sort of musical theater was me coming out onto a stage and singing a song what were you singing it was i was singing uh serious from legally blonde the musical do it now <laughs> if you give me one second to pull up the like lyrics or something oh, okay. to ring Please. the bell I, I thought that was it we were cooking if you give me one i'll second, do it i was like <laughs> no, this, this is the only no. way i can segue into this idea serious. that greg has had for weeks and been pestering us for for weeks this is my dream come true we both know why we're here i see it in your eyes I guess it comes with my fear to know it's not a surprise. I thought one look at you looking like a dream come true would leave me speechless like you always do. And that that would be. And did you get a standing ovation from the team? It was fun, man. It was it was weird. It was not a standing ovation from the team. It was a conversation (laughs) that had to happen in practice (laughs) Uh, because everybody it was really choir boy over here. It really, I, I cannot believe that the, the reality of that was like, I actually kind of had to confront some teammates over them, like just straight up being kind of homophobic. Like yeah. it was really wild. Um, and it was actually kind of like really cool learning experience for a lot yeah. of those guys because I was the captain of our team and all of a yeah. sudden they were being kind of weird with me and I had to be like, you know, I had to have a conversation with them that yeah. was like, Hey regardless of what my sexual orientation is like that should not matter right right to anything that's happening on the field so like yeah i am straight but that is irrelevant like i'm your i'm your best player whether i was straight or gay you couldn't win these games without me on the mound and being your captain so like let's have a real conversation here and it was really it was kind of crazy 
Can That's a great for, life's can we give experience. It up for Jeremy's parents. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a night. Oh, like yeah. this kid is like, like I'm serious. Like I'm I'm Thanks, being man. funny, but like legitimately, like that is really cool maturity for you at that age to like Thanks, you man. know? Because that's when yeah, like it, kids are you you could have like just been like, well, bleep you got, you know, and gotten all like yeah. just like immature with them, but you like really slapped them down and you were like, yo, like let's think about yeah. this for a second. I mean, look, I it, it sounds like way more as I tell the story now, it sounds super like a movie. Like it sounds silly. You were just like, Hey, cut that shit out. It was just, yeah, <laughs> it was not these like big deep conversations on such a level with most of those guys. Yeah. But it was more like, that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't going to let that fly. Like I had too many friends <laughs> who were, are gay yeah. where I was like, I, I just like, I'm not going to let you guys make that a negative thing. And yeah. I'm not going to let it be something that now, just because I'm a musical theater kid, all of a sudden there are assumptions made. Like it was right. just all the typical, you know, high school shit. Yeah. But that, you know, that's how yeah, that's, that's cool. how life works. But it was great. I mean, we God, that team was so special. Like I, there's a million stories there that I've really it sounds very silly, but I've actually legitimately thought about just like writing a short story or a book or something about all of the stories that exist within that year. Yeah. That is, or a that musical. That would or be a musical. musical. Yeah. Wow. All right. There we go. How about that? <laughs> uh, I don't want to belabor the singing thing, but I want to do two things. Number one, uh, you have actually put out, Yeti was kind enough to send them to me. You have four or five songs that you've actually done and produced, and they're like legit songs. Do you mm -hmm. want to talk about that, or is that like a big secret or yeah. what? No, it's not a big secret. Uh, Jeremy Tache is a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, I recently took some of those down off Spotify and Apple Music specifically because I was like, man, I forgot how personal some of this stuff was. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, people now that don't know me are going to hear this. You know, like I never <laughs> thought about the repercussions of putting stuff on the Internet as an early 20 something. Uh, on, the, on the flip side, I am very actually proud of, of that stuff. Um, I really loved love making music. It's been a really long time since I've done anything. Like the most recent stuff I've done has just been like parodies on the Levitard show. Sad Peppas. Um, yeah, Sad Peppas. Seppas. Seppas. But that was like a really, really fun experience for me because um, I recorded those songs right after I graduated from college before I had a job. And so I was just in this like, space of i would spend a couple hours every day looking at job applications but there's like only so much of that you can really do i had graduated i didn't know what i was gonna do and so i was just trying to kind of stay creative and write music because i had done that throughout college and the there was a friend of a friend who owned a recording studio and i went into the studio with him for a couple of days and just like played around with sounds and tried to make four songs that sounded completely different from each other. Um, you also made a music video, Jeremy, for that kind of love. Oh, I did. There is a legitimate yeah. music video out there, Greg. I don't think you've seen that. I haven't sent you that one. I haven't. But yeah. Describe it. It's a music video. There there are people frolicking and there is music. Is this like a, yeah. like a love song no, or it's, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah that it kind is. of love. It's a love song. Yeah. yeah, so it's... uh Okay. So, uh, wow, man. We're here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect be, you don't have I did to not expect to be here. no it's cool i okay. yeah. it's fine eventually it was it was going to talk about all this i feel like somewhere so i why, <laughs> why not in the safety of the greg cody show yeah there you go uh, thank you safe haven jeremy yeah it's perfect uh yeah so there's a song it was called yeah that kind of love 
and um, that kind of thing I, is I more like it. <laughs> yeah oh my god who would have thought i didn't <laughs> wow i didn't put two and two together uh i should i should change it oh my gosh i should <laughs> write should. a parody i should write a parody of my own song to- all right <laughs> maybe so- i can sing back up for yeah for you. all right well, kind let's, of thing. we'll kind of yeah we're gonna we're gonna work this out but so pleased with himself so um, himself. <laughs> the 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 song um was just a fun little like i just wanted to write a love song and i think sometimes you can just kind of channel like try to channel just like other people's stories and write stories and um there's it's like you take from some of your stuff you take from some other other people's stuff and you just kind of write um and so uh i really liked the song that i had written i went into the studio and really liked the way that it turned out and one of my very best friends in the whole world is a super talented photographer and videographer um and he was just doing that as like weddings and stuff at the time um and so he was like what if we came up with an idea for a video? And That's then cool. I rec- I recruited two of my friends from musical theater who I had known from high school and was like, hey, would you guys want to like star in this video? And so over the span of a, like a winter break uh, when I was in college, we just like went out to different spots in Fort Lauderdale, Miami and shot a music video. And so That's there's cool. a music video for it. I so like that. It was fun. Yeah, I man, it was a really good time. I I haven't thought about a lot of this stuff in a really long time. So I appreciate you guys bringing it up. It's it's fun. Like in the so what's scene, called that are, kind of love. Are you mm-hmm. like are you like when they're engaging in the music video, are you behind them singing or are they different shots like them no, and then so the you? way I, I like that. So the way that we did it was uh, the concept in the video is that I'm like at a coffee shop sitting down to write this song. And so then when we like, I like press the buttons to like make the drums come in, then it like flips to them and like they're representing the characters in the song. Oh, kinda. I just got goosebumps. Sort of. I'm not kidding. I, I don't know. It, it was fun, man. I was, I wrote That's that. That's a cool concept. I like that. I could like picture that. I, I'm visualizing that. I wrote that song when I was like 22. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I mean, I'm visualizing that start to a music video. Like I can, see, I legitimately can see it where you're like in the shop and then you're writing and then it's like, yeah, it like goes into there and then like expands. Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, we were fresh out of college. Like this was me and my buddy. Like I mean, we both really didn't have that much to do. We came up with an idea. Literally, one. I think it was a a Friday night. I went over there and we were probably just like sitting and drinking wa- cheap wine and playing Madden. And we're yes. like, what do we? <laughs> Like what? What? What should we do? What should we do with with when everybody's home for winter break? Like what should? We, and we were like, what if we took the song and did this? And it, 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 I, I'm sure I asked him, like, hey, would you come in on this? But it ended up being a super fun process. Um, and it was cool because actually this this picture that's right behind me, that's me and my wife, and this was like when we were dating. She came down here and like was with us for a couple of the days that we shot the video. And so it was just like a really fun environment. I, yeah, oh. it was a blast. We should go to break on that. Wow. I think Jeremy has to pee. No, yeah, definitely he does. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy has to pee. Okay. And we're back. Dad, you handle the Sheets and Giggles read this week. No, I, uh, my throat's feeling a little sore. I think I need you to handle it this week. So All right, thank Sheets you. Giggles, guys, we're very excited. It's We're celebrating six. You know why, Dad? I have no idea. Sheets and Giggles is six years old. How about how, that? How, cra- how crazy is it that 
they're such a well put together together company. It's only been six years. Jeez, you'd think this company's been around for a hundred years the way it's run. Like a fine, a well-oiled machine. I almost said fine oiled machine, but it's a well-oiled machine. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. It's insane. For this six years anniversary, they are giving you discounts all over the site. There are $6 specials. There are $60 specials. There are 60% off specials. Plus with the promo code SUI, you get an additional 20% off your entire order. So there, so, so the way I'm hearing this, Yeti, there are some items that could be 80% off on this site right now. Yes. Yeah. There, there are some that essentially you could get 80% off. It's 20% off your entire order. So whatever that comes up to, Take an additional 20% off if you use promo code SUI. And to celebrate their sixth anniversary, buy a gift for six friends. Your six best friends. Yeah. It's like your MySpace top six. I know it's eight, <laughs> but this, it's top six. Think back to MySpace. Think back to your top six. Send all of them sheets and giggles stuff this week to celebrate six years. You can get 80% off some items. Get the flannel eucalyptus sheets that Yeti was talking about. Damn those. I live in Florida and I'm going to get those. Okay, I probably don't need them because it's hot down here, but everywhere else that gets cold definitely needs those flannel eucalyptus sheets. But I want to try them anyways because every product that this company makes is perfect. I love Sheets and Giggles. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. Promo code SUI, 20% off on top of all crazy sixth anniversary sales. Greg, back to you. Okay, um, <clears throat> I want to continue in the music realm for just a minute because we've been talking to Jeremy about <clears throat> his music and his love of music. And it reminded me of something that's been in the news, which is um, Usher being named the Super Bowl halftime star. Now, I want to ask you guys something seriously, because you three are more of the era of Usher than I am. The older I get, uh, the less likely I am to call anybody else a has-been. Um, you know, the, the golden oldies have become my heroes. You know, when I look at Tony Kornheiser still doing his thing well into his 70s, it inspires me. So when I think of Usher, my first instinct was, wow, isn't he like 20 years ago? Like, is he way past the kind of stature that you associate with a Super Bowl halftime show? Or what do you guys think? Because he's more of your generation. I, I think it's a completely fair criticism to say that Usher hasn't had his best music in a long, long time. But I'm a big fan of Usher. He's like right in my wheelhouse when he was popular. You know, My Way is is like, I think one of the first albums I ever bought. I just remember, I can remember putting that thing in a freaking boombox and like, you know, like, so, so for me, this hits home and I'm going to enjoy it. But I, it's a fair criticism that he's, you know, hasn't had his most popular music recently. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that I realized with this selection is that like in the same way that when I was a kid, it was a lot of acts like Springsteen or a lot of acts that were popular in like the eighties or mm -hmm. early nineties. And it was catering to people who were in their late thirties, early forties, the people who have the money to spend, who have yep. the money to spend. And yep. so Usher, while people think because he's not the classic rock artist, Springsteen, whoever else in that realm, that everyone associates with like oldies, they think that Usher is a play to young people, but Usher is not a play to young people. Usher right, is right. a play to people in their late thirties, early forties. I was a senior in high school when, yeah. when when he really hit the scene. That was like twenty five years Usher, ago. Usher is 
super, 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 super popular. But when I was a kid, like it, I was like a, I was probably in college the last time Usher had a song that was like noteworthy. Yeah. I think that the only question is because like to Jeremy's point, it's it's very common. Like, you know, Beyonce, there are some people that have done it in their peak, but most people I would say, I don't know, maybe you'd have to do the you'd have to look back at history, but I feel like it's more common to have more of a nostalgic act. So yeah. I, I think it's yeah. like that's totally normal. The question is with these, like like, do you have the catalog mm -hmm. where every song is gonna be, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Whereas, you know, you look back at some of the ones that didn't go well, you're like, okay, maybe that explains it. Like I think Personally, I think he's got the catalog to carry the show. So we'll see. Yeah, and he's he a great dancer. So, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a phrase now, legacy act, which is the act that spans the generations and maybe used to be more popular back when, but still is. And I asked this question uh, totally out of ignorance. If Usher tours today, is he still selling out yeah. 20,000 seat arenas? Probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea because yeah, you could I probably go uh, Yeti. You could probably go to usher.com right now and see a tour schedule and see if there's and like where he, what kind of venues he's playing these days. Because I think that's a fair question. Um, or but, you can find out if you can get a job as an usher in an arena. Right. It's it's pretty <laughs> it's one wild. or the other. I love that it takes us a week late to get to this story because, and this story was the, the usher Super Bowl thing was just dwarfed. He's doing a Vegas residency. Oh, that okay, makes a lot uh, more sense then. Yeah. Okay. That new that Usher story got no attention last week because of the damn Kelsey Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, thing. Swift. Correct. Like, and the people that are saying it was a conspiracy theory that the NFL put together. Why would they put it together like and then bury their Super Bowl? You know what I mean? I feel like they would have spaced that out if this was really mm -hmm. a conspiracy theory. And a by the conspiracy. way, the theory I have is sources. Yeah, by yeah. the way, and this is legitimate. A report. I have sources that are telling me that it is a hundred percent legit. And it might be, I mean, I don't know how sourcing works. I'm not a journalist. This is through a friend of a friend that is legitimate friends with Travis Kelsey and, and has been texting with them and is maybe, I, I don't know how journalism works. Maybe I've already said too much and I shouldn't have said Rachel Wiener, but I, <laughs> I have it on good authority. I have it on good authority that it is legit, that they, that they've been texting well before like it, this has become public. Because no, I was going to say the last time she's had something that gathered this much publicity was tom hiddleston and mm. there were a lot people people were very uh skeptical of that relationship too well and i'll also tell you as a oh god but as someone who's like deep into the taylor swift uh universe i've this whole thing has made me question everything because now everybody's everybody's coming over to my side and i don't like it anymore and so now like <laughs> i can't have everybody in sports liking taylor swift because now that that's not fun now I don't want to, whatever. Nonetheless, uh, she recently also dated the lead singer from the 1975, who's uh, kind of problematic um, in his own fun little way. Uh, and so uh, he, he, their same thing happened where it like seemingly happened very fast and very seriously and all of a sudden he went to five straight shows of hers even though he was also on tour and was flying across the country to get to her shows and was getting friendship bracelets from all of these people because it became like so serious and then in a month it was done it was over quick. and it was an interesting thing and so i'm i'm intrigued by like what is the timeline on kelsey because i think you're mm. right like i think they've probably been talking to each other and getting to know each other for a while before 
either right. one of them would be willing to even flirt with the idea of going public with the other person in mind. Like sitting she's not going to go too. sitting she's with not mom gonna go is... sit with mom. If she hasn't like really vetted to yeah. make sure she at least likes the guy, she could have had her own suite. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. didn't have to sit with mom. That's like yeah. them really talking of like, I want you to sit with my mom type thing. Mm hmm. Jeremy, you, you mentioned you're a big Taylor Swift fan, and it doesn't surprise me because she's everybody thinks just teeny boppers. No way. I know people. My I like Taylor Swift, and I say it proudly. She's spectacular. You know, a few years ago, she came out with that pro LGBTQ anthem. You need to come. What's it called? You need to calm down. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that song. And, and it just reinforced how, how much I think of her as an artist, uh, a genre bending artist she started in country music essentially and now she's mm -hmm. the biggest pop star in the world love taylor swift and i want to say this as we close this episode for now um <clears throat> we plan to use christopher's um source with travis kelsey to get taylor swift on the podcast i'm not saying it's going to be yeah, next week you didn't listen okay. to my you didn't really listen to what i said the connection was kelsey like i, right. I know and someone that has texted with kelsey about like confirming that they Exactly. That's exactly what I know. And so that connection through Kelsey <laughs> oh, wow. is going to get us Taylor Swift. Okay. I'm not promising it, but what I'm saying is, hey, Swifties, keep an eye on this podcast. Because How hilarious would it be <laughs> if this foursome right here, if this group, like if <laughs> this, this is, is where group. she, this is where she talked about it. And then this is a she great group. She decided to do I've the totally in, But just look at the Zoom camera that the four of us are looking at right now. Like, just imagine <laughs> like... And then like CNN is pl like, plays it, and this five like Zoom <laughs> box pops up, yep. and we're like, great. "Hey Taylor, uh, should be that right kind of thing." That's Jeremy the quote. Literally that's on the Chiron himself. on CNN is that kind of thing. That Jeremy would thing. literally poop himself. Yeah, I would. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. So look forward to that, everybody. Yeah. Look forward to that. We'll see you. We'll see you, Taylor. What, Mrs. Swift? What do I call her? What do you call Taylor? All right, Dad. That's it. That's enough of this show. We can say bye to Jeremy now. I got to talk some football. I don't even know if it might be me by myself. You know, I, I'm being punished. Last week, I bailed on the team. So this week, it's just going to be me. Thank you. For the, for the rest of this episode. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Bye. Jeremy, what we didn't get to talk about. I want to talk about this real quick while everybody's yeah, here, yeah. at least with you and Chris here. We didn't get to talk about this. This might be our last chance for a while. The lyrics to Backstreet is back. Everybody, Backstreet's back. I, I, I was just like, when I, when I realized this a few weeks ago, I was like, I've got to talk to Jeremy about this, mm -hmm. me and Chris and Jeremy. I don't, they don't, they're so nonsensical. Yeah. But, they're completely that, nonsensical. But the one What's that really one? gets me yeah. is where it's like him and his boys, like, am I original? And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. Am I the only one? Whatever that means. Yeah. And then am I sexual? And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. have any friends? You might have friends that you're like, that's an overtly sexual person. But do you tell them that? Am Bro, I everything? You are so sexual. High five. You are sexual. <laughs> I have never uh, told a friend that they are sexual. I may have told a friend or two that they look sexy on a right, given day right, right. just to that's hype different. them up. That's but different. I would never, I would never, <laughs> what about, probably, I would you never sexual never is You calling sexual. your friends. Sexual. Hey, 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 hey. Am I sexual? Can I give you can I give you an actual explanation as to why these words are so weird? Because I, I know I know why. Uh it's because it was produced by Max Martin, who's one of the greatest uh producers of all time, one of the greatest pop producers of all time. He's producing Taylor Swift uh to this day in part. He hasn't he didn't do Midnights, but he he's done stuff with her all the way through. And he's the one who did 
hit me baby one more time he's the one who did um a bunch of in sync songs mm-hmm. um and apparently because he's swedish they just have just this much of a lack of understanding of the English language as spoken by Americans. And so oftentimes there were certain phrases that they wouldn't get right. So hit me baby one more time is horrible. It's it's essentially domestic abuse is what you're encouraging. I always interpret it as, you know, I'd hit that type of hit me baby uh -uh, one more time. It's not that either. Hit me baby one more time was supposed to be like hit me back on the phone. And it was hit me baby one more time. And they were like, but the syllables are too good on hit me baby one more time. It sounds better. So we're just going to roll with that. And that's what they did on all these songs in the late nineties and early two thousands. If you listen back, they're all these like weird nonsensical things like that. You said he's a Swede. Yeah, I believe so. I, or I, I, so now I'm just picturing the Swedish shift. First, you birdie sexually. (laughs) Dork, dork, dork. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. Thanks, All Jeremy. Right. Bye, Bye. It. All right. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Late Night with Chris as we react to the sports weekend that was on a Sunday night. As you can probably hear with the background noise, I'm not inside right now. Uh, I'm outside on my back patio trying to find some quiet on this Sunday evening. You know, when you have a child in kindergarten, Sunday nights are a real panic. It's bath time, it's dinner, it's making sure the little sight words have been practiced. You know, we got to get back in bed and early because we stay up a little later on the weekends. So we got to get her, you know, it's a little more tough, more, a little more difficult to get her back to sleep, back into the routine. I, you know, I'm boring you, but that's not what you're here for. But I just wanted to paint a picture of why I'm in my backyard right now. And I'm not going to do, I know everyone's thinking, Dolphins lost to the Bills. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do and freak out. Because it turns out that, you know, as they say in football and in life, don't get too high when it's good. Don't get too low when it's bad. The Dolphins obviously didn't look as good this week as they have in the previous three games. Josh Allen had more total touchdowns than incompletions. So it was just, it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad game for the Dolphins. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But they're 3-1, and one, looking good in the conference. Next two games against the Giants and the Panthers. So we're not going to freak out at all. We are staring very confidently ahead at 5-1, and one, and we are still, I know I said they wouldn't lose in America until I think Thanksgiving. I think I said that. Um, so that's obviously not going to end up being true. But they will not lose at home until Christmas. Book it. Mark it. Whatever you do to stuff, do that. But I'm going to do what sports fans should do in this spot and pivot away from their sadness and talk about something good. How about those bleeping Marlins? Making the playoffs, fourth time in franchise history. Um, they couldn't be more beat up right now, pitching-wise at least. No Yuri Perez, no Sandy Alcantara. Still find their way into the playoffs. They're going to be playing the Phillies in the first round. The Braves, if they get past that. Just an AL East party going on in this playoffs. And I'm excited about it. I don't have high expectations, obviously, when you're missing your two best pitchers. The additions of Josh Bell and Jake Berger have just lifted this team. Baseball's a wacky sport. You know, the Rays have been good for 
a decade now without a roster full of names that you know. Baseball's weird. The Mets are spend all this money, don't make the playoffs. The Padres spend all this money, don't make the playoffs. The Marlins just found that recipe. Skip Schumacher seems to be a good manager, so that makes me excited. I'm excited to just watch some playoff baseball. That's just not something we get to do a lot around here. We did it during the pandemic. The Marlins, before the pandemic, had never lost a playoff series. The first two times the Marlins made the playoffs, they won the World Series. So I always got that. I always had that to brag about and say that that was cool. You know, now they've technically lost in the playoffs because they lost in 2020, but that was a pandemic year. So I could still make the argument that if you're talking about a normal baseball season, taking away the pandemic, the Marlins have never lost a playoff series. That means nothing when they start their series on Tuesday against the Phillies, but it's still just a cool stat. So I wanted to say it. But it's just it just begs the follow up and the reiteration of what a time this is to be a South Florida sports fan. The Miami Heat made the finals. The Dolphins, other than losing to the Bills, seem to be one of the best teams in the NFL. The Miami Hurricanes, Final Four. The Florida Panthers, the Stanley Cup Final. It is just insane the run that this town is on right now. So by that math, the Marlins should make the World Series. The Heat were a low seed that no one expected anything out of, and they made the final. The Panthers were a low seed that no one expected anything from. So the Marlins, it's like, why would we feel anything but confident? This is a, sports are weird, and especially in baseball. Bring the Phillies on. Bring Joe Dr- he, Oh, he got fired. Bring whoever the Phillies manager on. Bring him on. And no, I honestly don't know who the Phillies manager is, okay? Like I said, there's been a lot of sports, okay? It's hard to keep up with everything. But back to the Dolphins real fast. It's a little, I almost want to say it's encouraging that the Dolphins defense isn't even close yet. We don't even have Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Phillips has been out for two for half the season so far. So if they can get healthy and and you know Vic Fangio can come down from the booth, and you know I really do. Think, I just think he needs to get his hands on these players mid game. You know you can't you can't coach them from that booth. That's neither here nor there. I just feel like the Bills we've seen so far in these first four games. Their defense and their offense have looked really well. So, like, they're almost at their ceiling in terms of what they can be. And we know with the Bills, the recipe is stop the run, make Josh Allen have to beat you. I know he looked good today, but he will have those games that he did against the Jets a few weeks ago. I am confident that Josh Allen will Josh Allen if we can just stop the run against them. But I just feel like with our defense, we're not even close yet. So the Dolphins are 3-1 and one without any defense so far. So if our defense can just get a little bit better... I really think this team is going to be tough to beat. All right, that's it. That'll wrap things up for Late Night with Chris on a Sunday night with the dultry tones. Dultry, sultry tones? With the dulcet tones. I don't know. Whatever whatever tones. Did you hear my my air conditioning go on? I have a loud air conditioning. Make sure to check out Miami Mic'd Up, Jeremy Tache's podcast, guys. We love Jeremy joining us this week. It was a fun show. There's no one nicer in this business than Jeremy Tache. It's funny, in the episode, we compared Jeremy Tache to Chris Whittingham because I find those two to be, of all the people I've met in this industry, two of the nicest. If I had to make a poker hand for just people in, in this industry that I've met through this work that I do, that I could just hand them to somebody else in my life and say, these two people are decent. I think my poker hand might be Jeremy Tache and Chris Whittingham. Man, I might have to put Tim Kirchin in there. Who am I kicking out? Witty or Jeremy? I don't know. We'll decide at a later date. See you later, guys. Hey, by the way, go right now, unsubscribe to The Greg Cody Show, and then resubscribe. It's, it's something that helps really subscribing to our podcast. It really helps us, guys. If you could do that, just we love you long time. 
and I just stole the line that Zazzle does, but we will love you forever. So unsubscribe, resubscribe, we love you, that kind of thing.